rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. All right, we're back, baby. Yep, it's another week of your boys. It's Mazel Talks, man. It's a safe place for keeping it play where we keep your culture. Every time, all the time. It's your boy SL. If you're watching YouTube, don't mind the shagginess of going to the barbershop this week. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, nigga. I feel the same way, nigga. I ain't even cut my shit. I ain't feel like it. All right. Well, you cut your shit every week, though. So. But it's but I didn't do it last week. I just like I didn't feel like it. Blue to you for the still, you know, setting time aside, get your shit right, even though you not might not be on the camera every week. Yeah, outside. man, it make you feel good. It make me feel good. Like, I feel like I could, you know, just like that fresh, you feel like you could do anything, you know? Listen, you know the trifecta, right? The nigga trifecta? What's the nigga trifecta? Getting a haircut, getting a mm-hmm. car wash, and getting a pair of sneakers or a new fit. Nigga. You all three of those in one day? Nigga. The game's over, son. This is true. Because so this weekend was the first time that I got, you know, because it's been raining all year. So this, I looked at this, I looked at the forecast. I was like, oh shit, we about to have about eight or nine days no rain. Went ahead, hit the car wash. Mm-hmm. Went through there, got the deluxe. Went up there, like, you know what I'm saying? 25, put the 25, 30 on there? Nah, I didn't do that. I did a 15. <laughs> I did a 15 with the tire shine, but then I had okay. my own tire shine. Okay. Went in there, got got them hubcaps right. Yeah. So it's, it's something about having a nice, clean car. If I would have had, the, now see, if I would have did the other two, I would have been acting different. But you know, I only got the car wash, so I was only like a third of the way feeling, you know, okay. spicy. Uh, but it was definitely a good feeling in that car wash. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't had that feeling in a while. But outside's opening up. I did so coincidentally. I got my car washed on Saturday too. So you know, it was car wash. It was like unofficial car wash day. I went on everybody's story. I seen so many people just going through the car wash or washing it. Like it's lit, but it's lit because you just want to ride clean, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I didn't hit because of fuck ass sneakers, but and every fuck Yo, ass was that every drop fuck really ass. anticipated? So what was that really anticipated? The ones? Yeah, but brothers, just is fire. I was waiting for those for like three months. I saw them that they were dropping like three months ago, and I anticipated. Mm-hmm. I woke Nigga, up. Go ahead and pay the two fifty. You could get them. No, brother, bro, they dropped at 170 and at one at 10 o'clock by 11:30 that morning, they were they're at four hundred dollars. Yeah, they're at 380 right now. And that's not including all the fees you gotta pay to get them bitches. It is sickening, bro. Like wait, wait, wait. I'm looking at two different ones. The Carolina Blue Jones. Yeah, yeah, but one looked like the the back is a little bit lower. Okay, those are grade school. I'm looking at the grade school ones. Damn, they 325. Wait for size 12, they 450. That's like yeah, a over, that's like a two thousand two thousand percent markup. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's nasty, bro. Like I was on. Listen, I will never pay more over a hundred, more than a hundred over. Like ever. I mean, this is why I don't trust any celebrities that call themselves a sneakerhead because you just have the money to pay for shit. So the only niggas I really trust as sneakerheads is uh, Jim Jones and Wale, Fat Joe, and, and get Fat Joe currency too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just we gotta find a new outlet, man. The sneakers is just it's it's over. It's nasty, dead. Man. I was on. It, it wasn't even just sneakers. I I expected sneakers to do this, dude. But I was on Foot Action. I was on Finish Line. I was yeah. on East Bay. I was on. Uh, I know how Stitz. it goes, nigga. Unless you win a raffle, or unless you got a pair secured, it's it's in the air, bro. There's no way. They be having the nerve to tweet like, so. I cursed out Finish Line. I don't really tweet at people or like tweet Oh, Finish Line app sucks. Oh my gosh, No, Foot Locker like, is worse than Finish Line. Foot Locker sucks. The, the, the infrastructure is so bad. Like, I'm just, let me let me tell you my, my story. Let me <laughs> get it off your chest. At 9.15, so the, drop, the shoe drops at, a, for people that are listening, the shoe drops at 10 o'clock. At 9.15, I had the app open and I had the website open. I logged in my account. The web. I went to the. I went to the uh, the actual shoe. The shoe was there. Unless you go to the shoe and put your size in, and then you all you gotta do is click submit. Now, mind you, I also work from home at the moment, so I have a laptop plus two extra screens. So I oh, had to yeah. set up everywhere at nine fifteen. Different websites logged in, all accounts ready to go. All I needed to do was hit hit submit. Put in the cart and submit. Like I'm literally ready at 9:15. So 9:59 comes across. 10 o'clock. Boom. Everything shuts the fuck down. Fucking finish line. Motherfucking just puts you in this little waiting room. Nigga, it can never handle the capacity ever. Foot Locker is horrible. Bro, Foot Locker is so bad. And then the thing is, like, I already expected Foot Locker to be on the BS, right? But the thing is, finish line had me in his waiting room for two hours. I never even got to the website. And then they're tweeting that the shoe was sold out. And more, when you look at the tweets under below, same people are going through the same shit. They're like, yo, I haven't even, you got me in his waiting room for 45 minutes. How you sell out? Like, it doesn't make sense. But I also realized that these, the Nike, Nike and Jordan still making their bottom line. And because 100%, of that- every time. They're it's never so nasty. Nike, Jordan, and Yeezy. They're never, ever gonna be like, oh, we're overstocked, or oh, we 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 can't get rid of these shoes. It is the demand is so much higher, and they're controlling the supply so much. It's crazy. But then, I I know sneakers sneakers. I know everyone knows how sneakers is, but sneakers so fucked up. There's times. Where I'll go on, I got some. I you know, like on the iPhone, it showed a clock and yeah. how it. I go down to the second. I'd be like, <laughs> all right, it's about to turn. It, we're five seconds from 10, 8, 10 a.m. So I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna get on the app two seconds before, right? Yeah. And nigga, I'll get on, and the shit will say sold out, and it, it ain't even ten a.m. yet. It's it's it's. I and then it's like, I ahead. want us to unshackle or unshackle ourselves from. The we practice. can't. Because I, I can't. we're still our inner listen, right? The kids that we were when we was growing up and we couldn't have shit, we're still those kids and we want to get those things we couldn't have. 
there's a lot of shoes that I'm like, yo, I could not get when I was in high school and middle school. The Aqua 8s, the, you know what I'm saying, certain, you know what I'm saying, certain J's, some 3s, some Flints, all this shit. I couldn't get them. But now, like you said, we're getting in our 30s. We have money. We have money. We could buy the things we want, especially things from our childhood. So we're still chasing to get, just to collect all them things that we felt like we missed. But they're, they're fucking capitalizing on us. And they got us by the balls, nigga. They got, they got, they, but we can release ourselves. We can, we can release ourselves. I can, but you know, I, listen, I got out the game for a while. And then once you get back in, that's the problem. You can't get back. Yeah, you can't stay. leave. You should have never left. I can't leave. Yeah. That heartbreak, that heartbreak. Yeah. Cause man. up until 2012, you was, you was still copying everything. You was copying shit when it came out. Yeah. And then I got out. I think it was one of these heartbreaks too. You know, you know what the heartbreak was when I got the game? Cause your, your ass. Nigga. Oh, the 88s. <laughs> yeah, nigga. Nigga didn't even want the shoes. Like, oh, let me go get it. Let me try it. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Bro, because that's how it works. It's like the people that don't even, like, every, like I said, any hit that I've gotten on sneakers has been when I wasn't, when I was passively doing it, bro. Passively. When I wanted the flints, when they dropped, when I was, all right, well, I got, I got full locker open. I got finish line open. I got da-da-da. Guess what happened? I ain't get shit. But when I was just like, oh, let me just do it, boom. Oh, I hit. Oh, oh, I hate. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just so it's just it's a mind fuck. We gotta release ourselves from the shackle. All right, too, man. We can do they it. Got good product. Do it. That's what happens when you got when they got good. Nigga, product. The product is dope. Like uh, the product is very dope. I can't you can't even deny it because when you when the when the when the package comes to the door and it's still that same feeling when you open them, you check them out. I love the new shoe smell. That's my mm-hmm. favorite. The smell of a new shoe. Yeah. I loved it. But see, that's why. And see, I thought I was good from the sneak game, right? Because I wasn't really into Jordan and shit like that. I liked SBs and dunks and things like that. Those are even harder to get. They fucked up the SB shit so much. I couldn't even, I can't even humbly get a pair of dunks. There's no humble dunks no more. There's no way you're getting, no, they still retail for $190, but nigga, you're not getting them for $100.90. Nigga, yeah. the university dunks that came out, the red ones, the blue ones, out them shits are four hundred dollars. They retail for ninety and a hundred dollars. Crazy. So game was nasty, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna go to like my classic. I'm gonna do like shout out to my man Franklin. I'm gonna do my 1980s drug dealer shit. You know what I'm saying? But then that just don't quench the thirst like getting them J's or them dunks or them not. It just is different, you know. It's different. So what can you that, do? That's how my weekend went. And I almost tore my ankle up, but you know, that's new. I, I think I've said that a couple times. Yeah, everybody listening, this nigga wrist is getting very old. Like before my eyes. This nigga, <laughs> you know how a nigga, you know when a nigga's old, when they have braces on deck for when they end it. Like when you oh, I got a wrist, I got a wrist brace. Oh, I got an ankle brace. I got a knee brace. If you got a whole bunch of braces <laughs> on deck. You're getting old. Why do you already have an ankle brace? You feel me? Because your body, is, your is, body is failing you. But see now, I'm gonna knock on wood right now. Because whole time I'm on, I'm on my fitness journey. I'm three weeks in. I'm three weeks into my fitness journey. I'm seeing results, and I but I would dread if I try to do something in the gym and I actually hurt myself because it would be a setback. It would be a setback. It's hard to it's hard to get back at this age. It's hard to bounce back after you know, a little ankle roll or oh 
100% nigga. About two years ago, I was at the park playing Frisbee. You, you could, you could, you can imagine what I was doing playing Frisbee, whatever. I'm in the park. <laughs> the Frisbee go down the hill, my ass, thinking I'm young. So I'm, I'm probably 27 at this point, thinking I'm young. I try to just, you know, like it was a steep hill. You know, you try to run down the hill, but you got to uh, lean. You roll that joint? You roll down that joint? No, listen. You try to lean your weight back uh-huh. so that you, so don't you, so you, you don't roll forward. Yeah. So my ass lose my foot and it slip and all my weight go back on my wrist. Nigga, yeah. when I tell you I knew for a fact my wrist was broke, <laughs> nigga, I was like, nigga, it's broke. It's broke. That shit swole up and everything. And I was like, yo, this shit is fucked up. But I was like, you know, I was like, damn, I don't want to go to the emergency room. Let me just see what happened. I'm going to ice it. When I tell you, it literally took my took me a month for my wrist to get back to normal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, and all for a fucking Frisbee. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So the bounce back is real. And you even notice now, like you get a scratch or a cut, your color don't never come all the way back. It's yeah. always a little lighter. You don't heal, you don't heal like you normally, like you heal when you was young. You know what I'm saying? It's it's your regeneration shit go down. How was your weekend, brother? That's my weekend. Losing on sneakers and just tearing my shit up. The weekend was good. Um, I got a uh, I'm still trying out gyms. So like that's gonna be part of my keep it funky. So like, the weekend was cool. Friday, you know what I'm saying. Um, chilled, ate good. I think I got a bottle. You know what I'm saying. The Bruno Mars shit dropped. Mm. I was in my right. whip. I was in my whip sipping. Oh, I haven't done the test yet. How how's the car test? Niggas is niggas there. Cause like whole time I was waiting for somebody to pull up on me. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna. Cause it's hard to park around my crib. So I was gonna give them the spot that I was in. So I went to the car. And I had already got, went to the ABC store and I was like, let me go ahead and put this shit on in the whip. Cause I already heard it in the headphone. Put this shit on the whip, cracked it, cracked the tequila open. Nigga, I was like, oh, it's it's official. It's official. It'll make you feel mad. You know what I'm saying? You lean your chair back a little bit, do some illegal shit in the car. It's it was certified. But um that's that's, that's a damn near perfect song, my nigga. Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But um Friday was kind of wet because we still under restrictions, right? So yeah. The kitchens closed early. They stopped serving liquor at 12. So we I fucked around, ended up trying to go out after 10 o'clock. It's over for you. It was a dead mission. Like went to a spot. They was only serving liquor. They were serving no food. I hadn't even ate yet. So you can't just start going in fully. I'm, I was my plan was dinner, drinking, right? Yeah. Couldn't even go out and get no food because kitchens are shutting down at 10. So that was kind of whack, but I ended up getting some food. It was chill. Um, Saturday, I cleaned the fuck out of my house. My house, I mopped the floors. It feels so good, you know what I'm saying? Really good. Did laundry, bathroom, tub, everything. You know what I'm saying? You can eat off the floor. So that felt really good. And then I got an amazing nap. Mm. Talk about an amazing nap. Did I go to the gym on Friday? No, I didn't go to the gym. So I didn't go Friday or Saturday. But then Sunday, trying out gyms. I went to Gold's Gym. And um, they gave me the tour and shit. It was a, it was cool. The dude that gave me a tour is actually a black dude, so it was pretty cool. Then I got a a very good workout in. I did I did triceps. You know what I'm saying? I'm feel, I'm feel, uh, And then you know you walk around you and you know what day one when you was in the gym, how you see yourself in the mirror. And after you've been in that gym for like some weeks, you you look in the mirror. I'm like, okay, I see I see it. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's working. It's working. Are you outside? I, I'm I'm about to be in April. After April, catch me in April, May, because I'm not, because I'm not, I can't let off. I'm at the age where, like, if I don't get on this train oh, now, over. 
It's over, bro. <laughs> nigga ain't never getting on the train. So um, felt really good Sunday. Had some good food, chill, watched the All-Star game, and um, caught a little bit of that Meghan Markle shit. We're going to talk about that later, too. But um, weekend was chill, man. How was your weekend? Uh, you know, like I said, almost broke my shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, got the car washed, lost some sneakers, you know. Ready. Oh, yeah, I did that, too. That's what I did Friday. I, that's what I did Saturday. I got the car washed. I, t- I said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, but that's pretty much it. You know, I'm in low-key. Oh, I did. I got my taxes done. Oh, you know, there you go. Paid, paid somebody to do my taxes. You know, nice little Indian man at H&R Block. Shout out to Ravish. Uh, <laughs> it was it's kind of expensive. Paid about 300 Yes. Paid about How much? For that. 300 Yep, that's that's about the rate right there. <laughs> that's about what I had to pay last time. But, you know, it was uh, more than what I expected on the back end. So... There you go. Shout out to Ravish. That's all, that's all. Listen... And ain't nothing like getting money back from the government. Yeah, because, you know, they take all my shit. You know, I realized I was getting taxed at 22%. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, because, you know, I did my taxes. So I went and looked at the brackets. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I understood. You know, just getting my better knowledge. My Republican bone was itching. They could be like, God damn. When niggas start hitting them hundred thousands, listen. Shout out to the people that are making over 80000 and making like, and he's like, so you're not getting no stimulus. You're getting taxed at a high fucking rate. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I understand. Listen, I understand. Like, you, you when, I'm not one of the people that can't see the other side. Yeah. When you getting that bread, you're like, nigga, why am I paying? Think it, there's some people that pay 40%, my G. 40% of taxes. That's crazy. That's why they do all that illegal shit. That's why they do all that charitable shit. Offshore shit, charitable giving. They like, nigga, I'm gonna, and that's why they spend the money too. Because if you don't, if you spend it, it's harder for them to tax you on it. Yeah. So I, or you, so, or pro tip, you invest it. Because there you go. Invest it. First off, when you invest it, you don't pay taxes on anything you're investing unless you there take you go. money out. Yeah. So pro tip. And then I also like I'm also learning. You know, it's okay to not have money in your account, like mm-hmm. savings, if you're your money is allocated somewhere where you're making money on that shit. So the people listening, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't need a big, you, you need a nest egg to sit on when shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. But you should be investing your money when possible so your money does something for you. So yeah, that's, that's what, you know, since this times, I mean, just COVID and all shit, I've been hearing a lot. You gotta let your money work for you. Mm-hmm. You don't wanna let mm-hmm. your money just sit there. That's why I keep my money on the block. Smart. <laughs> you got it. The little niggas got to eat, and I got to eat too. You feel me? True. I'm saying I felt that. I felt that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Wayne. He said, "Re up, stretching and flip it. Re up, stretching and flip." Damn, Wayne was that nigga. Yeah. He was that nigga. Now he's bald and yeah, still fucking yeah, bad man. bitches though. But um, what was going? I was going to keep it funky about the gym. So I'm on my gym membership journey. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to find the right gym for me. And it's like, it's more difficult than I thought it would be, right? So I realized I, I kind of know when I want to go to the gym. I want to go to the gym in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I work from, I go to work at 10 a.m. So I have a, a, a chunk of time in the morning where I could get a good workout in. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's how I actually started my little fitness journey. I was waking up at 5 a.m. And I did that for the first week. So I found that I liked that. But there's some mornings you don't feel like doing that. 
And the gym that I was going to, when I switched from the morning to the night to the afternoon jump, the gym was so crowded. And mm. so I was like, this is not right. Because I know that I'm not going to be able to go to the gym every morning how I want to. But when I go in the afternoon, I don't want it to be fucking tight and crowded. It's still COVID going on. You feel me? I don't want to be waiting to get to a machine or waiting to get to a bench right now. So I need a gym of a certain size and shit like that. So I'm trying to find that balance. And then also, these fucking annual fees, they got people paying. So you pay your monthly fee or whatever to go to the gym. Pay your registration fee, all this shit. They try to, they, they trying to fucking rob us too much. Take Everybody this fucking, take this $40 and let me in this motherfucker, okay? And let me bring one person with me every day, okay? Take this 40. They want to have registration fees and an annual fees. And I'm like, why the fuck I got to, I'm paying you 40 a month. You want another 50 a year on top of that? Okay, I don't know the overhead of running the gym. I'm sure you got to switch out equipment. It's probably very expensive on some level. Okay, but I don't give a fuck. I'm the consumer. I don't give a fuck. So I'm trying to find a place where the annual fee is okay. And then they don't want to tell you when the fuck they're going to take the annual fee out. Listen, my bills ain't on auto pay. I need to know when money coming out. Because I got to make sure it's there. Like I said, my money is on the block. My money ain't in there. You got to go get it. You got to go get it. I got to deposit it. So... It's just becoming a process. I hate annual fees. I hate crowded gyms. I hate the way that men's locker rooms smell. I, I don't go in the locker room at all. I don't. I have my little, my drawstring bag. I take my hoodie off. I put it in my bag and I carry it around with me even in the gym. I the, take, men's locker room, the men's locker room is a wild, wild west, my nigga. The, 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 and that was one of the joints that turned me off from crunch. Cause I went that motherfucker and it smelled like hot ass and sweat. <laughs> and it was like, I was like, I really was about to vomit. You feel me? And I'm like, mm-hmm. and there's dudes in there, and there's dudes in there just standing comfortably with their shirt off, laughing. I'm like, how can you not, how can you tolerate this smell? You feel me? Yeah. So it's that. yeah, man. It's a lot of shit that's going into me making my decision. So I've tried goals, I've tried crunch. Um you know what I realized? I was spoiled by VCU. Oh, that's a really good gym. VCU good gym. gym spoiled me. The size. Fantastic the, gym. The, rock, the activities, the swimming pool, the basketball court. I was spoiled. I was. I realized that. And, you know, I'm just being real. Like, I need a gym because it's part of my routine now, especially as I get older. But you look at the why? That's, that's on my list, too. But I'm like, damn. Them niggas be nasty in that motherfucker too. Oh, listen, I used little known fact for people that I don't know. I used to work at the Y. I used to trap at the Y, you know what I'm saying? Now the YMCA is men's bathroom is the definition of the Wild Wild West. I will go down in that drain. There be niggas in there, butt ass naked, just chilling. You know what I'm saying? Especially with like the sauna and the steam room down that joint. Also, I used to hear some things that they used to do a lot of Craigslist meetups in that joint. Crazy. See, because listen, how much was a membership? You used to sell memberships. How much was a YMCA membership? I mean, on so if you were like outside the tax bracket, like standard was like $50. But that allowed you to use all the YMCAs in fucking across America. So, mm-hmm. But then they have like income based based on your taxes. <clears throat> yeah. And then it moves it down, down the tiers. So, you know, but then there's stipulations and things like that. But, you know, um, 
I understand your your gym journey. You know, the, my local gym. You know, right down the street from me. It happened. To, they just happened to decide to not, you know, redo the lease in the for the location, mm-hmm. and that's in the way because now I got to go to another gym. That's uh, they moved my my membership from the one that was closest to me to one that's about 10, 15 minutes away from there. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, in your gym process, you're recording a new bitch. I knew my old, I knew my old gym. I knew my old bitch. You know what I'm yep. saying? I knew what time to go. I knew where, you know, uh, the machines were at. And now I got to try out this new bitch. And I don't know this new bitch. I don't know what time the gym, you know, I got to go in and, you know, court each other. You know, I, go, I like to go in like after work, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. A little late, you know, mid, mid, mid evening. Mm-hmm. And at my old bitch, my old gym, I knew what time she was free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I went, I get all the machines I want. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't too packed. Now this new bitch, she always packed at the time I want to go. Always packed. She's popping. Now I gotta now now like she always popping. I wanna I wanna be intimate with her. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. you wanna join this finish with her whole days. Yeah. But you the gym you fuck with now, she's still hot in these streets. I don't like that. Now I gotta figure out what time, you know, I can get my one-on-one time with her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, I feel you on that, man. And then also, just to close out. I want a nice ratio of men to women. I get motivated by watching. Not listen. First of all, I have the best gym etiquette that a man could have. Yeah, you're not nasty. I'm not nasty. I don't stare. I don't. I don't. I don't go out of my way to see no ass. I don't do nothing creepy. But I do get. I I, I could get out another set if I know that just so happens across the way, it's a junk that might be exotic. And she want to see me get exotic. You feel me? It might. It's, it's something about the presence of, of very nice women mm-hmm. to balance out the workout. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it just helps. And I I don't know. Maybe we could ask our women listening. How do they feel about going in the gym? And I'm not talking about the creepy nigga that's on your ass. Listen, I'm focused on my workout when I'm there. But if yeah. I just if I'm taking a break, 45 second rest in between my jump, and I look over to my lesson, I see a, a a beautiful young lady. Getting her, getting her body together. Yeah, it just it boosts my morale. You feel me? That you in the right place. That I'm in the right place. You feel? Because first of all, I want a place where women feel safe, and I want to feel safe. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I want to be. I don't want to be a gawk that. You feel me? I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I want a very nice, comfortable place where everybody can be. You know what I'm saying? And people are not doing no crazy dumb shit on the machines. I want people to actually know what they're doing in the gym. Because if I want to ask, if I just so happen to want to ask somebody a question, I want them to know what the fuck they're doing. I don't want amateur hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to get these gains. You know? Yeah, baby. You feel me? And I and listen, and I really, this is the longest stretch I've had. I'm I'm lifting, you feel me? I'm out here. And and I feel good. And and I know that I know that I could I could reach new new peaks. So hopefully I, I lock down this gym soon. Well, you know, people in the Richmond area. You got a gym that you go to, finger to hit my man up, you know. For sure, man. Get him right, you know, because uh, we ready. However you feel, it's lit this summer. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the world's opening up as we've seen in Texas, Louisiana, you know Georgia and Florida been open. You know what I'm saying? I think West West Virginia done opened up, you know, hundred percent. West Virginia. Ain't nobody <laughs> <going>. <laughs> Regardless, man, you know people gonna be outside. And we got to look Charles, good. Charlestown's races and slots is lit. You know, it's lit. 
It's lit. I mean, but anyways, regardless of the United States, niggas been going to the beach. Niggas been living. going to Tulum, going to Jamaica, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. So it's time to look good, you know. You know, in our thirties, this is when, as far as I've heard, the thirties are when you you're really gonna hit like your stride in terms of being yourself. You got money, you know yourself, all the kinks and shit that, and all the wild shit you got out your system in your twenties. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you can look your best. You probably eat better. You can afford to eat better. You can afford to do that better. part. So I'm going to the grocery store buying zucchinis, lettuce, mm. spinach. Yeah. Uh, power. What, what do they call it? Uh, uh, uh avocados, superfoods. Mm-hmm. Because I can afford it. And afford it in college. You know what I'm saying out here keto. Keto Negro. Keto because I want to be, not because I can't afford. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, I want to keep it funky this week, and I just want to, it's not even keep it funky. I just want to laugh at this nigga. So, you know, the, there was an article that came out today. It's a recording on Monday. There's an article, there's a news clip that came out today of the good man Papa John's. Well, I don't know if he's a good man because he's probably racist. He, well, he's been, he's been out of being a racist. So there was an interview. Uh, he was on the ON in the OAN network. I think it's America uh, Only American Network or something like that. I don't know what it's called. Fuck it. Um, oh yeah, that's that's a racist ass network. Yeah. Oh, not racist, but it's definitely like it's very right leaning. Right. Yes, yes, very heavily. So the clip came out where he was like, you know, he they're asking him how does he feel since he's been quote unquote canceled. Uh, and I'm about to play the clip. A few years ago, you start to see these headlines coming out and smearing your good name. How did you feel at the time when you were seeing these headlines? Um, state of shock. Um, unbelievable. Um, I couldn't understand it. I, I mean, again, you have a public board that paints its chairman, uh, complicit, passive, or active. They paint the founder as a racist. They know he's not a racist. It's just unbelievable. And I used to lay in bed just going, how did they do this? And we've had three goals for the last 20 months to get rid of this uh, N-word uh, in my uh, vocabulary and dictionary and everything else uh, because it's just not true. <laughs> Figure out how they did this and get on with my life. If Papa John's would just say, hey, we got in a hurry, we didn't follow proper." Take me back to a few years ago. So, I... For the past 20 months, he has been working hard to get the the word nigger out of his vocabulary and dictionary. And dictionary. First of all, why do you got the dictionary open to that page? You fucking like, <laughs> you've been working for 20 months because your whole life you've been calling niggas niggas behind their back. Niggers, niggas, niggers behind their back. This Yo, 20 months to stop saying the word the nigger, stop saying nigger is nuts to me son it's like you know what i mean where that white boy is like stressing his 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 vein is popping you know what i'm saying like that like he's in the class yeah. it gives me that like you've been you're trying not to say the word nigger. Like, like he has nigger tourettes like he can't not <laughs> say nigger you would think he was a black man bro it's it's so i just want to laugh i just want to laugh man the, the world is funny man and I like the pizza, man. The garlic sauce. I do like, and I like Papa John's. Like I said, we like some Papa John's. They got always got a good discount. Yeah, and everybody out there slandering Papa John's, man. Whatever. Anybody trying to hear that? But 
slandering this man is is definitely insist that you're not racist. Yeah, you spent the last <laughs> months getting the word nigger out of your vocabulary. That's a contradiction, sir. If you weren't racist, you wouldn't have to spend that much time. You could, he should have been like, listen, I said it, but I don't use it often. That's not how I feel. They had me fucked up. I'm trying to fight to clear my name. That's what he should have said. This yeah. nigga said, well, I've been doing the work to not say nigger. Doing the work. You only got to do work if you fucked up. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you can't get the answer to the problem, that's what you got to do to work. That's hilarious. That's, that's funny, man. Papa John. Papa John. You just gotta let, you just gotta put a mic in front of a white man and just let him talk. And he'll just tell you how Oh, talking. listen, they will they can they can't hide it. They can't hide it. <laughs> he couldn't hide it. That's why listen, that's why after all this time, they was like, God damn, this motherfucker couldn't stop saying it. Like they probably was coaching him behind the scenes, like, look, when you talk about black people, don't say it in the N-word, okay? Don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. And he was like, All right, I'm not gonna do it. But them niggas, and then come on, son, he can't sleep, couldn't help himself. You think he went to uh, nigga therapy? He had to. He probably was under hypnosis with somebody with a motherfucking watch. Fuck him up. Don't say nigga. Don't say nigga. Man, Come he on, son. He was in a, he was in a uh, AA meeting. You know what I'm saying? Hi, my name is Papa Johns, and I just can't stop saying nigga. <laughs> and everybody turned around and looked at him like he was crazy. Listen, and shout out to John Witherspoon, because I retweeted John, too. And he was like, he's like, Better niggas, bro. It's just like it's so, in, it's so deeply, it's so deeply ingrained the hatred and the 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 the, the superiority. It's just they can't. He could not. He can't. He didn't know how to move. He didn't know that he couldn't say it. You know what I'm saying? He's like shit. Back in the '60s, <laughs> we could say it all day. They was saying it on TV. Shit, I could eat Aunt Jemima. Uncle Ben is my, I eat Uncle Ben's every night. <laughs> Shit. Oh, a matter of fact, you know what's crazy? Because last week I watched um, The Help for the first time. I've never watched it. It's, it's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. And it just, it makes you realize that like, obviously Black History Month, we, we go through the, the history of Black people in America and we know about our, how we've been oppressed. But it shows just how, in, if this, this place takes place in Jackson, Mississippi, The Help. Mm. Jackson, Mississippi. So I already know this is real racist. Yeah. This is no, they, they, they call you a Listen, it was so much shit in that movie that's like, I can't believe that our people had to go through this. You feel me? And it's just, it, it just reminds you of how these people were programmed. You know what I'm saying? They're programmed to think that they're better than you. And I'll just say one thing from the movie. There was a part of the movie where, um, they didn't want the maids using the bathrooms in the house because they they're like, oh, we'll get they got different diseases than us. So if they use our bathroom, we're gonna catch their diseases. So they built outhouses for the maids, so they had to go shit outside and pee outside. Yeah. You feel me? So that was very fucked up. But then I also always remember, you remember those you see those pictures of black people being lynched, and when you and there's a whole community of white people just standing around the dead body. These are the white people, okay? Not, not that they were slave owners, because white people love to say, well, only only 10% of the country, only 10% of white people even had slaves. Yes, but 100% of y'all motherfuckers was racist. And I was like, 100%. 99 
percent of y'all was racist. And the 99% of y'all that was standing around these dead bodies when they was lynched and beaten and tarred and feathered, standing there taking a picture next to the nigga. Oh, they're hanging a nigga tonight. We're gonna go down there and have a good old time. Yes. That's what most of these. And you know how are. racist you gotta be because that's the go uh, seeing a person get hanged. That's the move for the night, bro. You they did not believe that was their move. That's Friday night. It's the move. What you doing tonight? And we're not just. It's not just the dope. We're taking the kids down there. We're gonna. It's, it's a show. You feel me? These are the people we're dealing with, and that and that. Uh, those those things in their nature, it doesn't just go away in 160 years. They don't breed them out. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Yeah. A lot of there are a lot of good people that just so happen to be white, but there's a lot of people that are white that ain't good people. Fucked up. That's the move. Boy, listen, you just gotta laugh, son. At this point, you just I gotta got laugh. To. I got to. Nick told me I took 20 months of nigga therapy. I took 20 months of therapy to stop saying nigga. <laughs> Yo, so 20 months. I know his PR was like, son, for real. It took you uh, it took you two years. <laughs> and you still ain't there. Cause it looked like he was about to let it slip in the goddamn the interview too. It looked like his ass when he said, to get the nigger, I mean, to get the N-word out of my system. I took therapy. <laughs> it's 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 amazing, man. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. I like. He gives me the the impression that he just says nigger like often like like a like a automatic weapon. Just nigger 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 for no reason. Oh yeah. 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 Like he just he says it back. for no reason. He doesn't hold it back. Doesn't hold it back. Shout out to uh, no not shout to him, man. I don't know. It was just that was funny. I had to laugh at him. Also, I had to laugh at uh Kodak Kodak Black, you know, the good brother Kodak Black. And uh, you know, push icy uh, arguing and beefing over nigger moment, nigger things. You know, they're beefing. we don't help our, uh, we don't help ourselves out all the time. Yeah, yeah. Come on now, I'm I, I, I'm on both sides of the spectrum. You know, what I'm saying I can call out bullshit. You know, uh, they're currently beefing on internet about who does the the money fan best or who spreads out money the best. Um, the, shout out to the Boondocks. Uh, you know, God, great show. You know, Revisited, you know, that on HBO Max. You know, there's the episode called Nigger Moments. And, you know, when two niggers just two ignorant people do ignorant things, it turns out ignorant with ignorant consequences. Yep. So, uh, you know, just Nakota Black, I'm going to give him his flowers because he has impacted our culture in so, so many ways, positive ways. Um, he has a lot of negative negativity towards him. He, mm -hmm. A lot of bullshit, but he has brought us, you know, catchphrases and songs and moments that are timeless. So I will give him that. You know, uh, you know, driving the boat, boat that yellow, driving. You know, uh, the Z dance. You know, you know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, I'm a suburban kid. You know, I'm a suburban kid. You know, I hope so. You know, like Kodak Black is a cultural. For the culture, he's golden. Now he's got a lot of fuck shit going on, you know, with sexual assault cases and things like that, you know, which we don't condone on. Uh, but you know, I want to give him his flowers. But no one is completely bad. Even yeah. Papa John's, he says nigga all the time, but he made good pizza. Well, you know, I've heard people on here saying they like their racism, they like their food with a little bit of racism when it comes to 
you know, certain things. So I will get, you know, maybe I understand now how, how they feel. But see, Kodak for sure, like, he's one of them young dudes that we all, obviously rap has elevated a lot of these young dudes to a lot of wealth and fame. You know what I'm saying? And we yeah. see it happening more, like we said, Pooh Shiesty. I know that he's not the most culturally aware person. No. I know that he's not the most socially aware or even socially conscious or, or, or socially sensitive person. And either is Kodak. Man, that's, and it's crazy. That's part of the reason why they have gained the, the attention and the fandom that they have is because they are who they are. They're ignorant, they loud, they reckless, and they just so happen to, to make good music and say all that shit under, over a beat. But just saying, like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, man, because the, the hits be jamming, but then you see these niggas arguing about who spread money, which is like, yo, bro, like, and I remember J. Cole tried to talk to him, bro. J. J. Cole had a lot of raps talking about... He had the Kodak? He tried to talk to Kodak? He, t- he said in a rap that he tried to talk to the, the brother Kodak. You know what I'm saying? He said it. But it's just really, like, it's hard to teach somebody something when they don't want to learn. Yep. It's impossible. So hopefully, I thought I was hoping that the jail shit, but shit, he got a part and he might be out here like, nigga, I'm untouchable. You feel me? Um, But... Just for the record, arguing over who started spreading out money with uh with racist faces on it, you know what I'm saying, with white men on it, it's it's not it's not what we should be doing, brothers. We should not, not be arguing for like nigga. Not, I, started, I started it. Not a week after Black History Month. They they, they probably they, they don't care. Niggas go nigg, bro. You know, but I'm gonna go to nigga therapy. So <laughs> I've seen them for twenty months. Them for 20 months. But you know, that's all I got. What you got? Uh what you what, what uh just some happenings, you, you know what I'm saying? Run through a few happenings. It is uh we are in women's appreciation month, mm-hmm. March. So uh we want to take this time right now just to appreciate all the women, especially the black women specifically, um, who are pillars in our community, who we love and cherish. And actually, today we're recording on Monday. It's International Women's Day. So we got foreign women uniting with our domestic women to celebrate womanhood. Mm-hmm. I believe it's International Women's Day. So shout out to all our women listeners. You are appreciated. You are loved. You are respected over here. You know, yes, we're on your case, that's, but that's because we love you. I spend most of my time thinking about you. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? And as a black man, I uplift and uh, love my black sisters. So I just want to say that. Chris, you have any thoughts on black women? Y'all the greatest, man. You know, the first, the first of the, the first to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Without black women, black men, we wouldn't exist. You know, y'all keep us in check. Y'all get, y'all keep us grinding. You know, I, you know, with anybody you love, you're gonna butt heads, and that's fine. But, you yeah. know, we're we gonna do this together, and I want to. We want to celebrate you. We want to uplift y'all to all the black women in our lives, to all the black women we don't know. Um, yeah, man. If you, you know, I want you to feel my vibrations that I want to uplift you. And you know what? I want to say this. Even the black women that went to Atlanta for All Star Weekend and got stranded because they took four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars, son. I don't know. I feel like a lot of this was scamming, but I'm going to run with the story that I was told. 
a woman said, a few women said they went out to Atlanta. One woman specifically said she took $400, bought a one-way ticket. Because she, she was hoping she was going to get. Because she was hoping she would come up. Didn't come up. And she's stuck in Atlanta. And there's a lot of GoFundMe pages going around. I don't know if they're all real. I believe a lot of them are probably fake. But I just want to say, even those women, we still appreciate you. And and I, you know what I know? They're going to find a way home. Yeah. They're going to find their way. Because that's what Black women do. And that's yeah. what women do. They overcome. Yeah. Even when they make bad decisions, like going to Atlanta during a coronavirus panorama pandemic <laughs> to celebrate All-Star Weekend with their Black, in Black Hollywood. You feel me? So, $400. Shout out to y'all, man. Listen, I think the furthest I've traveled I traveled, I traveled, I took a weekend. Well, so, well, damn, huh? We, we, we. I fucked my money up. I did fuck my money up too. But I had a ride back home when I had $400 for the weekend. I had a ride back. So yeah, you're, yeah. Also, you're always supposed to, listen, I learned this from Trick Daddy. You, you're always supposed to pay your rent on time because even if all the other bills fuck up, you need a place to live. <laughs> yeah. You need a place priorities, to Priorities, baby, priorities. You always buy your return flight because whatever happens, you need a way to get back home. Yeah. For you to go somewhere and have no way to get back, is the, is the there's no planning in that. But we're not gonna, we're not gonna get in deep on this. Shout yeah. out to women. Shout out to it's women. Internationally, shout out to every woman of every shape. And speaking of women, we're gonna talk about this. The uh, We talked about All-Star, we talked about that, but Simultaneously with the All-Star Game, there was a Oprah special that came on where she interviewed the uh, former uh, princess and the former prince. I guess he's still a prince, whatever. Duchess. Harry, Duchess. What's his last name? Harry, Harry what? What's his last You don't know his last name? I don't know his prince. Harry. I don't even know that motherfucker's last name. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, right? So as a lot of people, I don't know if you know a little background, she married him. She's half black. He married into the royal family. So hold on, let me. Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex. Sussex. S-U-S-S-E-X. Duke of Sussex, yes. Um, Meghan Markle, who is an American actress. Um, she married him and they had a child together. They were in the royal family, a part of it, but she got a lot of hate mail, a lot of death threats, a lot of negativity came her way. And they end up leaving the uh leaving england backing away from the family uh basically leaving the royal family technically mm -hmm. and going out to live on their own they no longer get like security protection or they don't get any money from the family because you know that's the i guess they're the richest family in england you know what i'm saying they got a lot of money but uh and it all because of the way that she was treated by the english press and by the royal family and um chris your thoughts yeah, uh, it's uh, I appreciate the tell of and the the tea of the <laughs> royal family. Chris likes tea. I do. I, I like the mess. You know, I think this is a this is a time where everybody is just and this is a time where everybody just wants the truth, regardless of how old the institutions are or how many people or you know the 
celebrity or whatever. We just want the truth. So, and I appreciate Meghan Markle and Prince Harry of giving their truths of what they've done to get away from the trauma and what they've dealt with, regardless of how you feel about it or, you know, if they're billionaires or millionaires or whatever, or, you know, they got privilege or whatever, they still had experiences that they had to go through, you know what I'm saying? And um, I think it's interesting. I think it's very interesting. I mean, it's not like it's a far-fetched to know that the institution of the, the family is racist. Now, what Prince Harry said, I was watching this morning, actually, uh, he said like his grandmother and stuff like that, the actual people, his family, they weren't actually racist. They didn't do anything racist, right? Mm -hmm. But the business side of it, yeah, they were doing, there was racist institutions and people in the, the business side of it was being racist. And the problem that he felt bad about and what he was more, which was his real grievance is that they told him that they would do, they would protect his wife mm -hmm. from like tabloids, and you know the tabloids were saying all types of racist and nasty shit about her, as the tabloids do, especially in the UK, which is we won't talk about racism. Like European racism is full and thriving. We we oh, do yeah. American racism all the day, but you know that UK racism is thriving. So you know they 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 told him that they would protect Meghan Markle, you know from the you know from the from tabloids either telling the tabloids to relax, you know, or just say you know just discourage you know all the bad press or whatever but they didn't do that mm. so that was the I, I think i appreciate him standing up for his wife regardless of how he may feel about his family or whatever and he did what's best for him and his wife and his children which yeah. is what a man should do yeah. especially when a, as a man he was like he said he was trapped in a system where he was just living life because he didn't have to deal with the probably dating white women or whatever but yeah started dating a black woman, you started telling him the game, like, nah, this sets us in there. Um, he started seeing things with his third eye open now. And yeah. it started being, there were synchronicities between what his wife was going through, what his, his mom went through. And they literally got his mom the fuck up out of here. They killed her, assassinated her. So I appreciate him uh, doing what he needed to do to make sure his family was safe. I appreciate that. That's stand up. And 100%, man. White men, but, when they, um, white men, when they, <laughs> white men, when they decide to interracially date, especially black women, they uphold their queens. I will tell you that. As they should, man. You know, um, you, you hit it on the head. Like, if your wife and someone you love is receiving death threats and is very, in the, and there's a threat on her life and she's uncomfortable, she's unhappy, she's suicidal, she's depressed you wouldn't do whatever you can to help her. And it seemed like that's what he did. He uh, removed her from the situation, removed his family from the situation. And from all, from what I know, they're doing all right, financially and otherwise. Oh yeah, they signed like a million dollar deal or whatever, like Spotify deal or something. They're getting, they getting paper. Yeah, so that's a good thing. But it just shows you again how, how deep that racism goes. But like, mm. this is the royal family of england the last like not the last there's obviously different there's still kingdoms and uh, monarchies and well they're not even really a monarchy oh, they're the most famous they're the most famous. yeah they're, so the most famous in the world this is the royal family of england 
And we, we, we've heard stories about how royal families operate, how aristocrats and monarchs operate. They, they, they care a lot about how they're perceived and how they look. That's why that's what everything they do is for how is for how they will be seen by the, the people that quote unquote they rule. You know what I'm saying? That's why they do everything. So for the for one of the sons to go out and get this wife, who is half black, who mother shows up to the to the uh to the uh to the wedding with dreadlocks, you know what I'm saying? It's sick. It, it's it's probably they probably definitely seem this as a tainting of what they think is. They're the bloodline. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, that's all. You was about to hit it. You know they care about that bloodline, that pure yeah, Aryan bloodline. So you add that on top of the fact. So she black, have black kids, but also I think I want to say this. I think it's easy. He said that he got free. Like he felt like he was a uh, restricted or constricted or couldn't get out. But he it was able to free himself because really he's the second brother. Yeah. He ain't gonna be king. Not in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if even if his older brother dies, his older brother's kids is in line before him. You feel mm -hmm. me? So fortunately, he was in a position to where he could just go ahead and make his exit. Now, I'm, I'm sure the exit wasn't easy. They still getting backlash. But I like that they were able to tell their side because a lot of this shit just is like hidden from everybody. But we kind of know how that shit works, bro. They look down on Black people. They look down on. So they look down on her. They don't think she's worthy. They're like Harry is this, Harry is that, and she's this and she's that, and you know. But it was very interesting to to, to hear about because, you know, even even the the fairest mixed race woman <laughs> can be prejudice can be uh, had uh, enacted against her, and she could you know feel like you know what I'm saying, and know, and she knows that race is the only. I mean, listen. If anything, this is for this is be this is uh, something for our, our mixed friends who are you know filling in between you know uh, the, the line of their black and whiteness. It's a privilege to be able to say like I'm black and I'm white and I'm mixed or I'm mixed. But the white people, them them dirty ones that you know went to the the fair to watch niggas hang, you're still a black person to them, and they're still going. You're not fully white. I want to, this is something like we like for black people. I, I, we keep telling y'all like, I understand that you're half black and half white, but you're still a nigga at the end of the day. Yeah, it's like that. It's Even like if that you woman. don't want to live in it, it's gonna come. The world's gonna tell you how they think about you, son. Yeah, it's like that one drop rule, man. Like one one drop. You know what I'm saying? That's the like, overall thing I see. It's it's uh and it's crazy when. They try, it's like they try to subvert and flip everything. It's crazy when the, your, our skin is actually has so many magical, wonderful, natural benefits, but they try to say that it's negative and bad and evil. You know what I'm saying? Like, or innately, innately uh, not as superior as them when, you know what I'm saying? When, when you go out in the sun, you, you get skin cancer and you burn and we're naturally protected. But you know what I'm saying? There's just a lot of things that they try to, a lot of positive, universally positive things that they try to bring down to their social level and say, oh no, this is actually the bad stuff. We need to sty away from these people. These people are this, these people are that. Bro, have they seen their bloodline? Like and it's crazy because they talk shit about Meghan Markle, but she looks like the most holy, intact, healthy person 
They got they had walking yeah, in that fucking Prince house. Prince Andrew looked like Prince Andrew looks like a corpse walking. They age like grapes. And Literally. but they don't die. They live long as hell because they keep swapping out hearts. <laughs> they get they get their hearts from their slaves. Listen, did you hear that story? It was a while ago. There's a nigga in, in, in somewhere in Florida that didn't know that slaves slavery ended. Wow. It's like the last. It's a story about the last. I gotta Google this real quick. The last slave, but like he found out like a few years ago. Nah, son. You bro, like... I swear to God, bro, it's not. It's a true story. It's the last slave. <laughs> like an Uncle Ruckus type nigga. No, he's not Uncle Ruckus. He was just a nigga that didn't know slavery ended. He was in a small ass town. He had no idea. That's nice. Oh my God. I mean, technically, he's not wrong. You want to look at it from with your with your third eye open. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, like technical slavery, like plantation slavery. Yes, yes, um, but it's just funny because you know they live so long, but they're definitely probably the you know like the, all those those QAnon conspiracies, like they're they're drinking the blood of babies. They're probably doing some shit like that. I mean, come on, man. The dude is, Prince Andrew is literally like skin and bones. Like, I don't even know how he's breathing legitimate air. So, uh, prayers to their family. And, you know, yeah, man. And, um, they got you know, the peace they need. But you want to know how the, the, see, you start seeing things when you like when dating a woman. I'm um, engaged to a woman that works in the news. So you start hearing her start seeing what she does and you start listening because she has an inside view. So you start seeing these things and when, as it happens after, after she gives you game. You start seeing mm-hmm. the synchronicities. You see after after <laughs> the interview comes out with Oprah, right? Then uh, another white woman, Megan Kelly, comes out today and starts critiquing the interview on, I think, Good, Ameri- Good, Morning, Ameri- Good Morning UK or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Slandering the interview calling her like basically saying she's lying and that you know she's privileged and her experience doesn't matter and shit like that same thing with candace owen she came out and did that she said some shit about her today um and it's like it's interesting because anytime and this happens every time with black people when somebody's black involved and they give out their experience and their trauma there's somebody that's coming especially in in a, a black person usually co-ops it and says something negative against the movement. They kind mm-hmm. of just play the backfield. You just start seeing the shit. So instead of using another black, they use a black woman. They now they use another another woman to basically uh, say their story is bullshit and not valid. How they 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 create smear campaigns. So you know it's crazy when you start seeing shit like this. It's like wow, you couldn't wait a day to to do the smear. Well, Meghan Markle is less than 25% black. Her son is less than 12% black. Her and herring imply, implying that everything that happens to them is because of their blackness is a sickening level of scapegoating. What Harry is doing to his family who cannot respond is unforgivable. This is a black woman. That's Candace Owens. She is, why are you defending the fucking royal family? And I'm not even gonna call the royal family. Why are you defending them? It's crazy. And she, yo, something is... I really believe something is evil and rotten inside that woman. You know, she's married to a white British man. Of course so. she is. Of course she is. She, like I'm she, not gonna, I'm not gonna call no woman. I'm not gonna call. I, I, I try to publicly not slander black people, and I'm not gonna call her a c word. And it's, 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 
Women's Appreciation Month. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it's nasty. I'm just gonna say it's nasty. She been nasty, man. Like the day after, and you're gonna like you don't do this for. I mean, I don't I don't follow her. I'm just like, why you still can't invalidate their experience? You know what I'm saying? Like this woman was a actress. She was making her own money. She was on a huge show. What is well, she? According, according to uh, Candace Owens, she was a D-list actress. So she was in suits for like ten years. She yeah. was a main character. It doesn't matter. Like, like I just don't like. You don't need to, like the worst thing somebody could do is invalidate somebody's experience. Oh my God! You know who Candace Owens is retweeting? Jason Whitlock. Oh, that. Yeah, so I was that close to calling that that, that man a coon. I'm trying to get away from that. I don't fuck that nigga is the worst. I mean, listen, I just, I understand critiquing black people and their reaction to the world. I get it. Trying to to take the emotions out of the way that we, 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 uh, we react to people coming at us or whatever. Sure. I get that. And, and obviously not, not, not taking on victimhood and feeling like everything is because, but you gotta call it like you see it. And some shit is just what it is, okay? You know what I'm saying? I don't know the ins and outs of the royal family, the, oh, that family and Meghan Markle and Harry, and I don't know it. But I do know about prejudice and I do know that the, sometimes the answer is the simplest one. And you don't have to make it deeper than that. Yeah. So we can move on. And like I said, during, when that was happening, the uh, All-Star Weekend, All-Star Day, even though people in Atlanta was celebrating All Star Weekend, All Star uh, the the dunk con- the three point contest skills competition dunk contest happened during halftime of the All Star game. It all happened. It went down. Yeah. And it just for me, what I mean, my takeaway is that Steph Curry is that nigga. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's where I was going. He solidified that. That is that is a bad bright boy. That is a bad light skinned motherfucker. Yeah. That's, that. When I tell you the that from the Davidson days, watching him play and his ability to make shots, I've never seen anything like it. And I watch shooter of all time, man. Greatest shooter. I watch, I watch all the hardwood classes on NBA TV. That motherfucker, and I watched him torch the Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> for years in the Western Conference. You know what I'm saying? But the way that he came back and won a three-point contest, that was the highlight of the night for me, the three-point contest. I missed the skills competition. They said the dude from they, they said the dude from uh, Indiana won, um, who, who used to be uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, uh, but uh, Steph, the way that he ended the competition, that was a, that was a highlight. He he needed to make all the shots on the last rack, rack. He made all the shots on the last rack, and it was a great competition. Even way better than the dunk contest, which which like most years, let's be honest, most years the dunk contest sucks. Yeah, yeah. Most years. It'd be like once every 10 years there's a good dunk contest. <laughs> but um, did you enjoy it? Did you watch it? What's up? Oh uh, yeah, I watched the uh three point contest. I enjoyed it. I watched I watched most of it. Like you said, Steph Curry was a highlight, man. And then um during the actual game, him and Dame. It's their their ability to shoot from half court, like it's a regular jump shot, is illegal. It's not fair. So mm-hmm. it was just impressive watching these men shoot the ball. Like you know, I just 
Like Dame ended the game from half court. Splash. You shouldn't be able to do that. That doesn't make sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really Dame and Steph. Steph. Uh, what do you think, your brother? What do you think has made humans excel to this to this level of skill? Like, niggas, was it just because, I guess, is it just a progression of the game? Like, all right, when basketball first started, there was no three-point line. Then they made a three-point line. And the game just keeps extending, extending, extending. Or, like, are niggas just way more nicer than the old niggas? I think it's both, bro. Like, I think physically, like, people are training harder. Like, in the, the old niggas, they weren't playing basketball since they were 14 doing AAU. For, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you play AAU. They were, like, AAU tournaments for eight-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? Like, so imagine you're playing basketball semi-professional basketball before you even hit high school for five years, you know, five, yeah. six years. So you're already a trained athlete. So imagine like you're just, you're developing your game to your skill set. Steph Curry isn't a big, he isn't the biggest guy. I mean, in real life, he's a big dude, like he's 6'3", but in the game in the NBA, he's still small. So you can't mm-hmm. go to the rack everywhere. So you got to extend your game to get better shots. Mm-hmm. So that's what he did. And, you know, I think they've just adapted the game to make themselves better, which is impressive to see. Impressive as fuck. But it's funny, I thought you was going to say, like, you're right, niggas, niggas, kids start taking basketball seriously at a younger age. And I guess even in the, the 80s and the 90s and the 60s and 70s, these dudes was working real jobs. <laughs> yeah, we call them plumbers. Like, they would play basketball for the season, and then they would go because they wasn't making the money, they would go and work another job, be salesmen and shit. Shout out to Semi-Pro. You know what I mean? Yeah, so um, shout out to Semi-Pro. Another Will Ferrell film. But come on now. But um, it's just like the evolution of the game and the ability for them to like, those are high percentage shots. If Steph Curry is unguarded from 30 feet, it is just as, as he was, he's more likely to make that, he's just as likely as to make that as make a layup. Yeah. Or a or a mid-range shot. Yeah. That level of I mean, you seen like, your man, your man Dane on PG when he when PG was like, that's not a good shot. Dane was like, what do you mean that's that's a good shot for Dane? Not for the average it, person, but, no. But for exactly. Dane, that's a good shot. You should know but your it's opponent. like that's how skilled these basketball athletes have become because you can't even leave them open from that distance. Yeah, you feel me? Because they can hone it. They can they can hone in on the basket from 40, 30, 35 feet away, which is like I said, growing up, we never saw that. Like, I'm trying to think of who shot from out there before Steph. Nobody. Like you, I was. You could see that shit in a high school game. Like I remember, like I always always pay homage to Scotty Reynolds, who went to Herndon, who went to um, Herndon High School, and he went to he went on to be a, a All American at Villanova. He will pull up from half court. He will pull up from three quarters court. And but this is high school. Yeah. You don't. You ain't never seen nobody do that shit in the NCAA or the NBA before Steph Curry. And then Steph, and then uh, his um contemporary Damian Lillard started to do it. You see, uh, you might see Kevin Durant don't even go out that motherfucker like that. Trey Young shoot like that. Trey, okay, that's that's what it's Trey, Dame, Steph. Trey, 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 Trey hit that motherfucker too. <laughs> Trey Young, yeah, Trey Young will hit that motherfucker. You can't leave Trey Young from out there either. 
but Trey is a Steph baby. You think about this crazy. Steph Curry's 30, what, 33? So he's been he's 10 plus in the in the league now. So he got children. Yeah, babies out there. So uh it's just amazing to watch the um you know, we just lost we just lost every female listener that was listening to us. I'm that. sorry, Women's Day. Sorry for the for women. We just went to basketball like that, but we hopefully you fast forward <laughs> and you got right back. We're going to uh the next little happening. I gotta talk about it. Oh damn. Well, just to round it out because this is the last sport, Space Jam. Uh the steals from Space Jam with LeBron came out. And um got two things I want to talk about. What do you think LeBron James hair budget was? For his Beijing and his hair plug pieces. Now, then I, I, I think he had Beijing. I think he had. I think he had the good Beijing. All right. No, I, you know what? What did they do? CGI. You think they got CGI? That'd be the best way to go. CGI the hair. CGI the hair. Because he got the hairline is straight. The, the front, yeah. the sideburns is just top in the, the, the his dome. So, you know what I'm saying? And now the Space Jam movie budget. I'm gonna tell you it right now. As you know, they released that. The budget is 161 million. Right. What the fuck? The budget is 160. That's 160 million. That's the budget. Right. So how much of that was to LeBron's hair? I, I'll do like I'll do like 500 thou. 500 thou. There's not 500. It's oh, not see. It's definitely in the five CGI. figures at least. At least five figures. Because you know for a fact that he ain't going to have no ball spot in that movie. Oh, okay. come on now. Nah. All right. Second question. This is something that I've seen. I actually got a lot of retweets and likes because I, I did the um uh the the, the meme of uh, Denzel Washington playing Malcolm X. And he's like, oh, that brother's starving. Because mm-hmm. somebody tweeted, they tweeted a picture of Lola Bunny. Mm-hmm. You don't know Lola Bunny is Bugs Bunny counterpart. He's she's a female bunny that was in Space Jam, and she was very uh, quote unquote sexy, voluptuous in the first Space Jam. And this one, she has a more she's not as voluptuous. She doesn't have curves. She doesn't have breasts. Da, da, da. And I seen a dude tweet. The dude was like, "Damn, son, where her ass? Where her titties?" Talking about the cartoon bunny, and um, <laughs> that was, brother's starving. And I was like, I was like, damn, this brother's starving. <laughs> because I don't sexualize cartoon characters, uh, human or non-human. You know what I'm saying? But it was a big it was actually I seen another, I seen an article on the internet about people talking about how she Lola Bunny is not as sexy as she was in the first movie. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Listen, I think it's weird when adults sexualize anything children related, and that's weird as fuck like people we talking about like if you sexualize like adults put their inner thoughts and sexualization on things that for children it's weird across the board so mm-hmm. they had a nigga starving like you shouldn't it's a cartoon so that's weird as fuck yes and so my tweet actually got thirty one thousand views on the on the video wow and i had a thousand likes 31 retweets, four quotes, whatever. But it was like, obviously that clip said, I, 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 it's funny because I just saved, I saved memes on my phone just for any time I could. Yeah, I keep them in the tub. Yeah, I keep it. If I find a new little meme I like, but that, the brother is starving. 
because niggas be horny on the internet. Yeah. And that is the best response to when niggas be horny on the internet. Oh, that brother's starving. Well, let me ask you a question now. Let me ask you a question now. We're talking about niggas being horny on the internet. And we've also been a, a, a uh, we've been advocates against Dirty Mackie. Now, in the spirit of International Women's Month, is it okay to Dirty Mac if you know the person going smack is not going to treat the woman right? Or they don't like you know that if if they're if they're on record, it only black women or they on record like showing thirst to another race. It, the your relationship to the woman is what matters. Yeah, this will get the women followers back. The women listeners back engaged. Yeah. So let me give you the example. Let me give you an example. So I saw a tweet. So a guy says a guy posted a video or whatever, and a girl sent him the eye on the, the quote tweet. And there was another nigga under the tweet that says, don't worry, you're not his type. And they put mad pictures of him thirsting about on white women. Mm. Is that, and the woman that sent the original thirst, she was a black woman. And the yeah. dirty macking was showing the other, the original post. So the woman was doing the, the dirty, the, the dirty macking. No, no, no. The woman was showing thirsty. Uh, there okay. Was a, there was a one man. Hey, did a picture, ran a picture, Sophie. Woman, black woman, shows thirst on his picture. Copy. With the eyes. Under the picture, under her tweet, there's another man saying, don't worry, you're not his type. And uh, had a whole uh, picture collage of him thirsting over white women. Why do you have this collage? Why did, why did he have one, this collage? See, but is, is that wrong? I see wrong on both sides. I, I, well, first of all, it's a double tech for me. First of all, first of all, the nigga that responded to a woman uh, showing interest in this nigga, he's lame. Yes. That's this is when someone says that's not going to get you the pussy, bro. It's not. <laughs> it's not. So, but um, it's very lame. Now, he'll reveal himself as a nigga that likes snow bunnies soon enough, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not your duty to fucking expose this nigga. That's when that's corny internet shit off top. Mm-hmm. And um, when to answer your first question, like when is it okay? There is a time where that's okay. okay. Is it all about your relationship to the woman? Is if this is a close female friend of yours, a sister, a cousin, someone that you're related to, or mm. someone that you have close ties with? That's the only time where you can, where you should interject yourself as a man to either block or stop some type of interaction going on with between a man and a woman. Otherwise, mm. you need to mind your fucking business, whether okay. you. Whether you know that he has a history of not being with black women or has a history of, of dogging girls out or being a player or whatever, it's not your place. Uh-huh. It's your place to mind your fucking business. Uh-huh. And that whole scenario just you just laid out, I don't have it, it's that's there's some corny corny internet shit. Uh-huh. Women thirsting after a man, it's fine. A dude posting a selfie, we could debate that. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I say it was egregious on both ends. Yeah, because like dudes posting seductive. But, but if you if you spin it, she's protecting a black woman. No, so you're okay. A- you're you're okay with in the potential long end. You're okay with that black woman getting hurt as long as the game is the game. I'll ask you this question, Chris. Okay, what do you think that man's intention was? Was Point, putting up a collage of that dude thirsting after 
the you dirty think Mac. his intention was the, he was trying to get the pussy. He was dirty Mac. He's number his dirty Mac right there is ejection worthy dirty Mac. Get him out of here. Thank you. His intention was not to protect a black woman. And first of all, that's that's the, all that um I hate to use these terms, but that's that uh, you know they, they talk about alpha male beta male shit. That's some <laughs> beta male gay ass. That's that's a that's that's like the dude that tries to act like a girl's friend to get the pussy. You feel me? That's like a dude. That's the dude that tries to act like he genuinely is a friend to somebody to fuck mm-hmm. them. Okay. You feel me? That's that's some weak ass shit. That's not how you get the pussy. And if you do get the pussy, that's some sympathy pussy, and she ain't never gonna take you seriously because you're a fucking simp. Okay. Now, and I don't respect that. I respect someone that makes their intentions known and doesn't try to fucking pull some dirty mac okie doke shit to try to put they self in position with somebody else. Put yourself in position by being straightforward about your intentions or having some type of suaveness or game about your shit. Well, nothing suave about that nigga talking about, oh, he not into you. He could have just slid in her DMs and been like, matter of fact, we, we talk about this all the time. You acknowledging the presence of another man is lame. <laughs> like, <laughs> you acknowledging she even talked to another nigga is lame. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did. We have. Yeah. I don't care about that nigga. I care about me and you. What you got going on, nigga, fuck all that. Like, you supposed to feel like you are going to take her mind off of that shit. You are literally throwing dirt on that nigga, and she's not going to pick you or him. Mm-hmm. You eliminating yourself. This just, but And we talk about Joe. All the things your man won't do. The reason why that song is a player hating song is because the whole song he's talking about the other nigga instead of saying the song should have been all the things that i will do mm-hmm. he's talking about all the things your man don't do he's using your man you feel me that nigga don't treat right. you right he don't take care of you like you're supposed to get treated that's dirty macking you know what if she don't know her damn i'm about to say some fucked up shit okay i'm gonna say <laughs> Say it, say it. If she don't know her worth, she's gonna get what she asked for. And if she and, and if she's getting what she asked for, she ain't got no reason to complain. Next next week we're gonna talk about that word knowing your worth. Oh, we could talk. We could talk about it right now. Nah, we ain't got the time. We don't got but time. um, but you know, next week because I because I hate that term. Please remember that. But one hundred percent, that nigga's corny. His intentions were not to protect the black woman. Like I said, if it's a you saw through player, it, you saw through it. You saw through everybody it. saw through that shit, nigga. First of all, why you got screenshots of me in your phone? You a nigga. You got that's, screenshots. That, of that is nasty. That's nasty. You got screenshots of me in your waiting. phone. Now. So that means you was waiting. Nobody, you was waiting to shoot. You was waiting to snipe. You was waiting to snipe. And I would, and I would love to see. This is when I get on my little, my little creep shit. I would love to see the time that passed between her sending her tweet. And the dude <laughs> replying to her tweet. Because then that would tell me how nasty that nigga is. Let me see. I'm about to look at the tweet. And now also, this is this is separate from the issue, but the dude that was thirsting after white women who was a black man, he's nasty too. Uh it was about a year. It was wait, it was about it was about three months. That's even sicker. It was three months. So she, re- she responded to his tweet in she responded to his tweet in November. The nigga under the replies posted his response and all right, that's less nasty than if he did it 29 seconds after. <laughs> Ooh, just imagine you had that in the tug. That's nasty. But that's still nasty, bro. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to put this in the best way that I can. As a man, when you're pursuing women, the competition, you should not see the competition because in your mind, you should be the victor. You should be the one that's going to obtain the prize. And if you don't obtain the prize, which is the woman, you should feel fine with knowing that you gave your best effort with the most integrity in your pursuit of getting what you wanted. You're an upstanding black man. You're upstanding. Your morals are very strong. Because there's some things that I won't do for pussy, but guess what? There's something, there's there's men that there's nothing they won't do. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. There are men that will go to, that will not, there's there's no length they will not go to. When it comes, I'm, listen, I didn't, I know some dudes that have stalked women, waited outside, their, they, they have prayed, they have like, okay, and this goes beyond like, okay, I know she frequents this place. I'm going to wait for, I'm going to find out where she works. I'm going to wait outside her job and then try to bump into her. That's nasty. Now, that, that's, that's, that's nasty, but it gets nastier. That's like level one nasty. You feel me? There's some men who will go to great lengths, whether it be lying, whether it be fucking stalking, planning things, uh, fucking niggas will do a lot of things for pussy. And, but there's some, there's a lot of things that I won't do for pussy. Your morals are very, very high, sir. I'm just... And guess what? That's why I'm not gonna say. It. I'll keep saying I'm not gonna say it. Hey. But, but I have not fucked as many women as I could have in my life because there's things that I won't do to fuck women. But listen, as long as that makes, I'm, I'm happy you said that because I mean, you're a man of upstanding principles and. You know, I, it would be fraud, fraudulent of you to try to, you know, be on a podcast where you talk about player things and you've done, you know, on player things because, you know, this is nasty. How do you sleep at night? You trying to give advice on player. Yeah, man. When, player, when, when it comes to women, I've done very few, very, very few egregious things. We have a code. We have a code that players got to follow. And, if, you know. And, and like I said, even to, even when I saw the game, like when, when, when as a man out here, a heterosexual man trying to try, trying to find your way to to uh, get the women you want and to just to have sex in general, you'll see a lot of different methods about how to do that. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be tricking on women, whether it be stalking women, whether it be spinning, like I just said tricking, stalking women, whether it be lying to women, whether it be. You know what I'm saying? Just throw dirty macking. There's a lot of methods you can do, whether it's just being charming and funny. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be, you know what I'm saying, working on yourself to where you attract, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's a lot of ways to get women. But there's just things that I won't do. I won't throw dirt on another man's name. I'm not out here, I'm, I'm, I won't lie to you about my intentions. I won't I won't go the thin line between love, love and hate way and tell you I love you when I don't. You know what I'm saying it's it's um but we see day in and day out niggas niggas don't got no code they're gonna do whatever it takes to to get the cheeks like a little uh soapbox moment right there got in your bag yeah right man there. you know there's there's been a lot of lonely nights Chris <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of nights with just me and me myself and I but you know what? I'd rather I'd rather go to bed alone 
and go to bed knowing that I that I dirty Mac and and put a screenshot of another nigga into a. a I mean, it was egregious. It's egregious. That's ejection ejection worthy. Get him out of here. You shouldn't be able to fuck bitch. You shouldn't just like just like you need twenty months and not fucking bitches like Papa John's. You need twenty months of treatment (laughs) for that one, man. For that one. Why you have that in the tuck like that, son? You need 20 months. I don't got no screenshots of nothing no man said in my phone. Me either. Or did. You feel me? And you know what I'm saying? And I would never pub. And it's crazy that people do this shit and everyone can see it. He did that shit. Yeah, he did it on a public platform. That's nasty. That's when I'm talking about dirty internet shit. People do that shit publicly. Oh, that brother was starving. That brother was starving. And you know what's crazy? Somebody replied to my tweet when I talked about Lola Bunny. Someone said, so what? <laughs> and I'm like, nigga, you're talking about ass and titties. And I was really about to respond, but I was, but I looked at, I went to the page. First of all, it was a cartoon as their avi. It wasn't a cartoon, but it wasn't them. And they had they had 14 followers and they were following like 300 people. I was like, I'm not gonna respond to this. Person. Yeah, it's a troll. Oh, that's a that's a bot. Literally, they said, so what? I'm like, so what, nigga? You talking about ass and titties of a cartoon bunny? To each his own. If you like to jerk off the little cartoon bunnies, as long as you as long as you're not fucking real bunnies, I guess. I guess that's the line. I don't know. The line gets blurry every way, you know. No I bestiality. Think, no bestiality. I think I think you 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 brought it up that they were trying to normalize pedophilia, man. This is fucking weird. Bro, I, I'm trying to tell you people, people will try to make some trying to say that it's a sexual attraction, it's a, it's a sexuality. Weird. That's why I say anything adults trying to sexualize things for children is fucking weird, bro. It's listen. That and and that and listen, that goes into the nasty bag of what I was talking about. Niggas will do anything for sex. People will prey on children for sex. We see what R. Kelly did. R. Kelly, they you know, I can't I can't even say this. It's like, you know how easy it is to manipulate a child? Nasty, bro. I could almost give people a pass for manipulating other adults, but I could never give a pass for someone manipulating a teenager or a child. Yeah. You're a a fully grown adult with a position of power over someone, and you are using that to manipulate them. That is the most fucked up thing you could do. I I don't have no sympathy for pedophiles. I don't like I refuse I don't I don't give a, listen if I ever I promise you I would murder myself I would kill myself if I started to have thoughts like that about children I, w- I would I would take myself out I promise you I would say you know what your I would morals, do? listen I'm telling you your morals is top notch brother I, I would hit the hard restart nigga I would hit the hard restart you gotta go to, you gotta go to therapy I wouldn't even go to 20 months of therapy <laughs> I would hit the, I would find the nearest bridge and I'd be like, let's try this again, God. <laughs> hit the T God, tell the gang. I listen, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's the best, that's the most, that, that's noble. Now that's noble. Noble. Just death. like the, you know how the samurai, when they lose yeah. in war, they kill themselves? Yeah. I would, I would do it. I would do it humbly. And I would, and I would, before I would ever do something evil like that, bro, I would kill myself. Well, you, your morals are a lot 
a lot better than a lot. Of, Listen, well, lot maybe of in another episode, I'll tell you where my morals are shaky. I'll tell you that next episode. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, it's kind of late. I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, it was a good talk, man. Before we, before we ended up, because we were so we were so dark. How about you lead us out with a little bit of a spiritual moment to lead us to the get us to the light? Well, sure, man. Why not? Um, Dirty I'm just gonna go real. If you guys have the Bible app and go to the Bible app, this is the verse of the day. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Psalms 119, Psalm 119, verse 105. And your word, they I believe they're talking about the word of God, is a lamp for my feet. Because as we know, this path in life gets dark. Mm-hmm. And you might you might want to send a tweet out texting underneath a man's selfie saying that this man doesn't like you know what I'm saying if he had God in his life that he would have lit his path away from that thread and he would have lit him to uh some self some self-discovery of just leaving it alone and letting that woman do her own due diligence okay <laughs> and a light you know what I'm saying because Chris talked about my morals only reason why I know what I know is because I made mistakes, you know what I'm saying? I did things that just didn't feel right in my soul. Or I started to do things and then I thought, and I looked ahead and I was like, if I do this, this is what the consequence is gonna be or this is what the result is gonna be. And I was like, I don't know if I could live with myself or be happy looking in the mirror if I did those things, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they do a lot of nasty things and they could look at themselves in the mirror just fine, you know what I'm saying? But I know for sure, if they followed the if they followed a code, if they followed the word, they can, a divine word or a spiritual word or a, a a a path that goes along with the universal order of things, they would not do a lot of the things that they would do. And I and I know that's true because it's kind of like you know like we we talk I'll talk about the Native Americans. You live in harmony with nature. You know what I'm saying? What you take, you give back. It's mm-hmm. a it, it's a it's a harmonious relationship with the earth, and people choose every day to live in disharmony. Mm-hmm. But if they lit their path with the word of God and the word of the universe, if you want to look bigger and it, not look bigger, but if you want to look at it a different way, with the with the with the universal truths, and didn't just try to live for their own self fulfillment and self gratification, then we would be in more harmony. If people weren't greedy. You know what I'm saying? People didn't succumb to the wrath and vengeance. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we could definitely be in greater harmony. So I'll read the first one more time. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So please, everyone, try to get along with the universal order of things and the universal God. And please, let, that, let the, the wisdom and the morals of the universe, light your path. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Uh, Amen. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, T, for getting us out of that dark place we were. But you know, we gotta go there sometimes because we're lost. Unfortunately, you know, I wanna, you know, you know, do a little pub. You know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, my my artist son has a show in Greensboro this weekend. Hey. And, we have, you know, back outside. If you have a, if you're in the area, you know, you can come to my, uh, 
company Instagram, buy some tickets, like $7 or whatnot. Come get some good live music, some good music for your soul. Um, you know, we got you know, a whole bunch of artists dropping, coming soon. You know, I got a Patreon in the works. So I dropped that link for uh, for people that want to, you know, come support your boy, you know, get some exclusive content. But I just want to say thank you guys for listening to us. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, share, watch the YouTube, comment with us, comment on the page, come talk to us. We're not, we're not scary, you know what I'm saying? Um, remember, on the path to player them. They had three rules to success. Say true to yourself, say true to the code, and be safe. So uh, I want to see, say thank you again. We'll talk to you next week, baby. Peace. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart top is a celebration, bitches. Nahaim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the crime. Number one D-boy, shame the rhyme. Rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. Be the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Look at how I'm chilling, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. Be the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house.